Hey, this is Shane. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear how you can win a free digital dice set. Hello, human civilization. I'm Shreya. March. Kalak. Flynn. Oma. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to VentureForth. Previously, you all had left the city of Addersfeld and traveled towards the nation of Kaldur, hoping to find the origins of these crystals that you guys now hold. Um, moving along the river, you guys were uh, headed down towards Coldcrest Outpost that you guys had discovered a battle had broken out. Um, most of the soldiers at Coldcrest Outpost had traveled north a couple days previous um, in order to take care of a conflict up there. So the the outpost was in dire need of soldiers and a surprise attack from Kaldur ensued. You guys um, approached in what seemed to be the middle of this battle and uh, instead of going around the battle and uh, continue, continuing your mission, you guys had decided to dock the boat and help out the side of Ondale. Um, Kalik had quickly discovered sort of what the situation was and what was needed. And after Flynn discovered a couple bags of explosives, you guys entered the fray, um, taking part in this combat and attempting to hold this post. Flynn had uh, bravely ran out into the middle of the beach, hucked one of these bags of explosives up onto the um, bow of the ship and with some assistance from Shreya with a massive gust of wind pointing the boat in the other direction and pushing it back, this explosive went off and destroyed nearly half of this ship. The rest of you guys are sort of still in uh, combat here and there with some of the drow that have made their way onto the the shore, but for the most part, the entire ship and the crew and the soldiers on board are sinking. Shreya, notably, is still inside the ship as it is going down, looking for goodies and uh, any um, anything that he can find of value in there. So, with that, um, as the ship is going down, these dwarves that are um, on the beach itself, all of them have taken a substantial amount of damage and really their only fighting spirit was knowing that the main force of their uh, their brethren was quickly coming behind them. But with that explosion, they noticed that those soldiers are not coming down the ramp. They are not coming to the beach. And immediately seeing this, drop their weapons and fall to their knees um, and begin sort of clutching their injuries, now sort of taking note of the situation around them. Um, as you can see the boat going down, now the um, ship beginning to sink more and more. Shreya, um, uh, would you like to fly out from the rear of the ship as sort of the water level is coming up and meeting your feet? Uh, absolutely. I am going to exit through the window I came in and take off back into the air. Okay. Um, so you uh, take off back into the air and the top deck of the ship finally sinks down underneath the water. Um, as it sinks down, you can see every once in a while a head pop up from the water, a dwarven head. Um, 
of those who have survived this explosion. And as you can see them popping up every once in a while, you can note that um, they're swimming pretty comfortably. It looks like most of them have taken off their heavy armor in order to actually keep themselves afloat here. And as they make their way towards the shore, um, the Ondale soldiers have also made their way towards the water and are now holding um, bows and swords towards them as the dwarves that are coming out of the water immediately surrender, um, having no weapons anymore, not having their armor anymore. Um, and the army of Ondale begins taking these dwarves captive. So, as you guys are sort of meeting back on this beach, um, seeing the, the captives being taken in and the situation being de-escalated, um, we are no longer in combat. What would you guys like to do? Um, are the two... Uh, they were dwarves, correct? Yes. Are they? Are there still the two dwarves directly in front of Flynn and myself? Yes, but both of them have dropped their weapons and uh, dropped to their knees in surrender. Um, you had beaten quite a bit out of them um, so they know with their forces not coming onto the beach anymore they cannot hold you back okay and then there were those two soldiers that were over by us as well if I recall that were close yes. to Flynn and myself okay um, then I'm going to just look at those two soldiers and say this one's pretty severely injured but uh, if you guys can go ahead and uh, uh, you know do what you got to do with these with these two in terms of taking them. Uh, and then I'm going to kind of just turn to Flynn uh, and try and, like, back away a little bit from Dorfs and just kind of... That was awesome. It was and so am, cool. I am so sorry to sound weird, but I'm really proud of you. You did such an epic job. That was cool. Also, I would like to get rid of this other explosive now if we now know that it's going to, you know, potentially cause a massive explosion. Thank you. I thought it was pretty awesome too and I hold my hands out uh, I'll take it back to the to the group I'll return it yeah I don't know where you got him I, I yeah but please I think you got him up there from one of the spellcasters and I'm gonna go ahead and, and move it and like now a little bit more of a like previously <laughs> I'd just been like whoop whoop like yeah. slapping over my back like not even and now I'm a little bit more gently going to hand that over to Flynn and when, uh, um, when you hand it over I'll just whoop whoop and I'll just throw it on my shoulder really easily like nonchalantly <laughs> like I don't care and then I I'm going to head on off to where I got him from, uh, and I'll kind of walk I'm going off. to, I'm going to follow him as he does that. Um, maybe, maybe like five, ten feet behind, just slightly ever, like a little bit like, <laughs> let's hope that thing doesn't go off while it's on Flint's back. It'll be, but, it'll be fine, March. Don't worry about it. cool. And, and I'll walk up to the soldiers that had the pile of them, and I'm kind of looking, do I notice when I get up to that top, do I notice where the rest of my party is over near the fire? Can I see them? I'm like looking to re reconvene. As I'm walking up, do I notice where they are? Yeah, you can see Kellogg okay. and Ulma over there um, just pulled this guy out sure. of the fire. Um, so as I walk up, I notice where my, the rest of my party is. I'll look over to the soldiers and I'll just like nonchalantly just kind of take off the satchel on my shoulder and just, here you go, drop it down. It only took one. And I just start walking towards <laughs> my party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I, I'm, I'm going to walk walk by the soldiers. Like as he walks by, I'm going to walk by the soldiers and just like shrug my shoulders and be like, he knows what's up, and then just follow Flynn. Oh, and I grab my I grab my bag and everything too, my my, my satchel that I kind of left. I'll put that back on and head over. Okay, um, Flynn and March, you guys walk up to Kellick and Olma. Um, Shreya, you can choose to fly over there as well if you'd like. Yeah, I'm gonna see them gathering on the uh, upper shelf of the cliff top there, and I'm gonna fly over and yeah, greet them as well. 
you are now all together up on the top of this cliff. Guys. <laughs> I blew up a ship. I'm uh, uh, cleaning this guy's the ashes off the soot off of him uh, and searching for uh, like, you know, breakages, uh, abrasions, uh, anywhere that I need to just like put a salve on and, and help this guy out. Oh, uh, well done, Flynn. And I just continue. Kelly, when we're done here, there's two more. When we're done here, there's two more. The 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 the, the, the two of the spellcasters earlier got got hit by a cannon. Are they? Are they still breathing, Alma? I don't know. I was dealing. I was dealing with trying to get him can out. I see if she if she's gesturing, DM. Do I? Can I see these where these people are? Yeah, they're both prone on the ground. Um, you would probably have to go over and assess them better if you wanted to see. All right. Uh, I will hand Alma the, what I'm using to clean this guy and just like mm-hmm. direct her where. Uh, just uh, it, the first and most important thing is to keep these things clean so that they don't get infected, right? That's the worst thing that can happen. Okay. Right? I can do it. Be gentle, all right? But thorough. And yes. I, and I will uh, hustle over. Uh, to these bodies to, to see if I can uh, bring anybody back from the brink. Okay. Um, they're both unconscious um, and they are pretty close to checking out. I'm going to to just stabilize them. I'm going to uh, wave my hand like a wand over their bodies and just sprinkle uh, little bits of dust that just appear uh, basically out of thin air. Uh, and that sort of knits itself together on top of their uh, skin and just uh, sort of seeps into them like snowflakes melting uh, and uh, just kind of bolstering their life force, like giving them a sort of uh, flat line that they can sit upon. Okay. And uh, see if there's any like urgent wounds uh, between the two. Um, nothing urgent. It seems like uh, from what you've done to get them stable, it seems like they can probably recover from that. Um it was a pretty massive blast from a cannonball. Um, so there's just, yeah. it's just Freezing like a, a whole lot brains, of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. see if I can spot Jarnin down the hill and just give him a, a look of like, yep, more, more, more of this to be done. <laughs> like, and I, and I will just like be busily, uh, quickly, 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 like, uh, cleaning wounds, dressing wounds, uh, Checking uh, uh, reflexes, those kinds of things, making sure they are okay. able still. Okay. So uh, you get to work doing that. What would the rest of you guys like to do? I look over to Flynn and I say, Yes, well done. Well done, little one. We we took a chunk out of that boat, didn't we? Well, you did primarily. And then I look over to March and I say, March, come here for a second. I... I might have something that you might be interested in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shimmy over, and as I start to walk, I, I recall that I got a little bit of a slash in my back. Like, sort of try and shake that off. And, forgot, I didn't realize such a small creature could do that kind of damage. <clears throat> uh, what was that? Anyways, not, not, not that you can do that kind of damage because you did blow up a boat so I apologize for that but that guy slashed me in my back and I totally forgot about it until this moment and I'm gonna kind of turn to Flynn like 
Did he ruin my jacket? <laughs> uh, I'll take a look. Uh, DM, is her jacket ruined? <laughs> uh, no, really not much. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. If anything, it gives a character. It looks cool. Cool. That's all that matters. Just want to make sure. And I'm going to kind of go over to Shrine. Yeah, what's uh, what's up? In addition to Flynn also being suicidal, really quick, Shrine, are you suicidal for flying into a ship that is starting to sink? Well, to be fair... Uh... The explosion hadn't gone off when I first boarded it. Uh, although I did know something was coming, I didn't quite realize how large that explosion was going to be. Okay. Um, well, that was a little nerve-wracking for a second there, but uh, what's I up? found something on board the ship, and I pull out the Warhammer that I found there. And then I say, I have no use for it myself, but perhaps someone with your type of knowledge of these weapons could do something with it. Um, DM, am I able to, like, my eyes are going to get wide and be like, kind of a little bit of a moment, like another <laughs> Warhammer. DM, is this, am I able to determine if this Warhammer is cooler or better or just more badass than the one I'm currently possessing? Um, I'm going to have you make <gasps> an Arcana check. <gasps> What? Okay. I don't know if I've ever made an Arcana check in my entire life. Um, but what I do, that is a 12. Uh, 12. You don't know exactly what it does at this moment of Shreya having it, but um, you know that it has some sort of magical property to it. Ooh. Um, um, you look at it, and it's very clearly dwarven make. Um very like dwarven iconography and dwarven symbols all inlaid throughout the handle and a um, very sturdy and well-crafted hammer bit to it. Would I be able to carry both of them? You would probably be able to carry both of them. Um, Using both of them at the same time would be difficult. Next to impossible. Right. I just want to... Okay, so since I can't really determine, like, I can tell that it's really, really cool. Um, I'm gonna look at, at Shrya and be like, I don't necessarily know much about this one, but it, it does look really intriguing. Is it is it all right if I if I carry this? There's, o- there's on only one thing I would ask in return, and it's perhaps for uh, if you'd be willing to part with a few of your handcrafted javelins. That can be arranged, and ah. I'm going to <laughs> instinctually pull out the one that I pulled out of the door, <laughs> which I imagine by now, like the blood is starting to crust and be like, "Here's one. Did you want to second? Did you want to second? Want- that was just inside of a door, by the way. I was really, really proud of myself. I actually managed to save this one. Uh, I, I, I would imagine a, a few might be in order for this. Uh, I, I would, I would like four, if that's all right. Four. God, try Can I? Can I give you? Can I give you three? And I can at least hold yes, two. Yes. All right. I. It's it's not quite fair, but I. Okay. I like you, and I think you could use this effectively. So yes. Okay. All right. If you need another traveling, cool. It's just sometimes you know they're far away, and, and I, it's like. It's it's it, we're it, we're traveling together and hanging out with anyone. Finding more javelins, you mean more javelins? You know, we're all we're all here, right? Just, just sure. Yes, know, yes. 
I have a, my own crafty way of making them as well. We just haven't had the time to since we've joined this party together. Thank you. And I hand her the, the Warhammer and, oh. uh, and say, use it well. And I'm going to look at it and go, ooh, like very like just so like, it's so pretty. Okay. Um, and kind of so like March. saunter off to a corner and stare at it. Um, as you are staring at it, um, you begin to realize sort of what it does and you, you sort of have a, a better understanding of what it is. Um, and I will uh, give you exactly what that hammer is. You can uh, choose to, to tell people about it or keep it a secret, whichever you choose. But that... Uh, <laughs> I love it already. That Warhammer <laughs> is now yours. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm going to be just so enthralled with it that right off the bat I'm not going to say anything out loud because I'm still calculating what it is in my head. Is Calix still nearby? Or has he rushed off to... Yeah, he's he's sort of he's sort of around just uh okay. helping out here. Uh Kalik, a word. <sighs> yeah, yes, Raya, what can I do for you? Where are your where are the superiors of this outpost? I look over, uh, is Vash still where he was or is he what is he up to? Um yeah, so now he's sort of gone down the hill a little bit closer to the beach area, um, and is sort of directing where to bring prisoners. Uh Vash is the commander here. Uh, you, I don't know what. It, what do you hope to accomplish, Shreya? I would like a word with him. I think I may have something that could be useful to him. What? Uh, is is Kalik like act still actively like in this in a healing process, or do I could I have enough time to show him the other things I found on the ship? Uh, I've come over to you from where. Oh, he's so come over I'm, to I'm me. just standing before you. Uh, and I, I show him, I, I kind of take, like, I don't take them all the way out of my bag, but I, like, open my bag enough to, to reveal that there are, like, a lot of, like, scrolls and documents and a tome in there or whatever I found. And, and then I close the bag and I say, I don't know much about the ways and means that communications are conducted amongst earth-faring folk. I do know what it means to hide something away and not want it to be found. I believe that I might be able to help these be found by someone who might want to find them. Uh, DM, can I make out what what th this is actually? Um, yeah, make just uh, make a intelligence, just straight intelligence. Uh, that is a uh, 13. 13. Um, looks like uh, documents from Keldor. Not exactly sure what they are, um, but some sort of military okay. documents Can from I Keldor. Can I peruse them if I take a moment? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to take a moment. Um, yeah, so there are um, a couple of maps on there outlining troop movement. Um, there are a couple of... Um, like communication letters back and forth between um, the commander here, as well as um, a like an operating base further beyond um, 
the mm-hmm. Kaldurian lines. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just like general troop movements, um, strategy. Can things I of that suss nature. out um, what the like keystone goal is of this particular like set of uh, correspondence? I guess what the what their central idea is. Yeah. So um, the general idea was um, so. In the days previous, um, when most of the soldiers had gone up north, um, you see that there is, like, documentation um, of, like, soldiers of Kaldur were planning to cross the river in between um, the outpost of North Shield and Coldcrest, sort of in that Shadow Timberland area, um, make their presence very well known there to... uh, make to force troops north from Coldcrest. Um and then once that happened just to occupy them there for long enough for this force to then come in, take Coldcrest and have a secure foothold um in this kind of pivotal area um as this is a straight shot to Addersfeld. I mean Yeah, I think uh I think Vash would want to see this, right? Uh One more question. What are the resources like of the armies of, uh, what do you say, Arndale? Would they have, uh, they have anything in their military budget to, uh, buy this information from me? I didn't know you were uh, concerned with, uh, commercial wealth, Shrya. Seems unlike you. Well, I spent most of the gold I had finding components for the ways that I can commune with nature and be effective in, mm. for example, the way I just was in helping destroy that ship. Say no more. So, you gotta, gotta eat to live. Uh, yeah. I look over at Vash, who's almost definitely shouting. It's kind of his, it's kind of his MO. Of course. Of course. Uh, I say, if you want to try to sell that man something, uh, you'll be my guest, Raya, but, uh, wouldn't advise it. Unless you're looking for a fight. Oh, he, he's the type that just takes what he wants. <laughs> At the expense of whoever's lives he uh, deems necessary. Hmm. Well, give it my best try. <laughs> and I start to walk over to him. Good luck. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> um, as you walk up, uh, you see him barking orders at soldiers left and right. Um, yeah, uh, hey, bring those two over here. No, those those two look important. Bring them, no, yeah, get them get them all tied up and then bring them over here. And uh, you approach him. Are you the one they call Vash? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Commander, if, if you'd be so Commander kind. Commander Vash of the armies of... Ondale, you represent Ondale. <laughs> Very nice country. I've never been too deep into it myself, but I've heard good things. And no, not not those two, you idiots. The other two. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the the long hair. Yeah, bring them over here. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. What what can I do for you? So I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to say to him, I have something 
that could be very valuable to the war effort. And for the right price, I might be able to extend that your way. And I'm going to attempt to persuade him with this. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, are, what specifically are you trying to persuade him of? That you have something uh, I'm that trying to persuade him that it's in his best interest to... Uh, to respect a price. That the price is something that is okay. set in stone. Or the the presence. Um Yeah, uh make a persuasion check. Alright. That is an eleven. Well, if you got something that'll help out with the the war and uh, you know keep people from dying, then I would uh, suggest you just hand it over. Uh, I would, but I have no stake in what happens between the warring elements of this world. It might be advised that you value it as greatly as you would value the lives of your soldiers. Uh, and I'm gonna attempt... If I hear this, I'm giving a hard, like... <laughs> like... Uh, so, thumb across my throat, like... <laughs> so, uh, and, and with... And so, and so with, um, with that, uh, there's a slight... Um, both of my hands touch the staff, uh, and I take a couple feathers uh, from myself... Um, and like coat them with the crystal uh, and the crystal starts to glow and a little pop of air just kind of rushes out from me uh, ever so slightly uh, as I cast uh, Enhance Ability on myself, specifically uh, Eagle's Splendor, and I'm going to uh, give myself advantage on another persuasion check if I need to do that. Okay. Well, I don't even know what you have to offer. So if you would be so kind as to let me go back to my job, I would very much appreciate it. Are you sure that you wouldn't want to look at this? And I unfurl one of the uh, battle plans. His attention immediately goes completely towards you. He has lost interest in everything else that he's been doing. Um, I, I would be very much interested in something of that nature. And you would be very interested in handing it over so that I can use it to help people. 40 gold pieces. Firm. <laughs> uh, make All a right. persuasion this check. Is that advantage. Eagle Splendor. How splendorific <laughs> are you? Yeah, let's see. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, that's a 19. Hey. 19. I'd be able to part with 40 gold for that. Yeah, sure. I'm glad you can see reason in that case. And uh, let's make the exchange. <laughs> okay. No um, way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he calls down uh, one of the half elves from um, on top of the hill and he sort of runs down um, and 
They exchange some words. The half-elf grabs uh, a couple of gold from his um, pouch, puts it into another small little bag, tosses it over to you, and you can now add 40 gold to your inventory. This is the haggling equivalent of Flynn running out in front of a barrage of cannons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Pleasure doing business with you. Now, I would also like to, uh, now that we have a good footing here in our relationship, um, I would also like to... uh, extend uh, an offer for you to uh, come on board with us. I saw what you were doing, um, and we could really use someone of your uh, skill set in uh, in what we're doing here. I am flattered. Though I have other business to attend to in other corners of this world, I hope, I hope the information I've provided helps you turn the tide. And I sort of splendiferously uh, <laughs> like whoosh myself directly back with my wings and uh, leave the leave the conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, he immediately, like, he stops uh, directing the, the prisoners, um, and he immediately walks back with the half-elf that had come down, and they begin poring over these documents. I have a question. Um, yes. Shreya, did you keep the, um, like, wax seal stamp? Or did no, you give I would that have had, to them? Or did you just I would have give had them no the documents? That. Yeah, I I just it basically okay. the troop movements, the battle plans, the I don't know if I would have given them the ship's log cool. if that has bearing. I might have I might have handed that over as well. Okay. But we have So the, are you just just for my notes, are you keeping the ship's log or are you handing it over? I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep one. the ship's log. Okay. And we're yeah, also the keeping wax the wax seal. seal? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That could come mm-hmm. in handy. <laughs> okay. So, um, you guys have all um, sort of come back together after Kalik. Um, you can see that now um, Jarnan has sort of taken over. He can um, start bringing people back. He's got a couple stretchers out, and he's got just some of the people who haven't been injured um, helping him uh, bring back people to the the camp, um, so where he has more of his equipment. Um, and you can see people are, are beginning to disperse. Um, you can see that the dwarves are now being led back towards Coldcrest, um, the, the main camp itself. And uh, you guys are are sort of left there to your own devices. So um, what would you guys like to do? Um, the guy I saved, what, um, yes. what's, what um, I would have probably talked to him while I was helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know a little bit about him. Yeah, sure. Um, so I would have while I was like cleaning up his wounds, um, if he said "ow" or anything, I would have said "stop being a baby." <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, every once in a while he. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Stop being a baby. You're alive. It's good to feel things. I think yeah, I'm well, doing this right. <laughs> this this kind of stuff kind of it sucks. I mean, I won't lie. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, I've had some. I've had some. Um, some wounds like this and, and it's not fun but it's it's gonna heal better so it's it's really it's really worth it what's your name um my name is Orn one more time Orn O-R-N-E hi Orn I'm Olma hi Olma have you been in the military long oh uh it's been about two years Two years. What? Why'd you join the military? 
Well, um, I felt like I, I like had to, you know, help. Um, there wasn't really much that I could do back home. Um, and, you know, everyone back home was like always talking about how scared they were and, you know, how the war, you know, was really impacting people. And so I thought that this would probably be the best place for me to help. Yeah, but you could have died. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's kind of part of it. You want to die? No, I don't want to, but that's part of the risk. But doesn't that seem like a pretty big risk for something that probably doesn't really matter? I mean, well, it, why, it matters to a lot of people. Why are people fighting? It's it's mostly over. I mean, it's like ways of life. You know, if if one side wins or if one side decides to give in, then that's that's a way of life that's going to be stomped out, right? Yeah, but can't they just live their way and and we live our way? And and why does it matter? It's not like anybody's hurting anyone except to try and force them to think their way. Well, that's that's kind of why I'm fighting, and that's why I believe in our cause is because Kaldur is is trying to, you know, come over and, and force us to to think and to pray one way, and we're sort of trying to to keep them from doing that. And the only way to keep them from doing that is to fight back and and you know try and stop them. They're not gonna they're not gonna stop. So just keep coming. not so trying now to force to... them to think their way. Well, we we wouldn't have to if they didn't start this. Now we we're at the point where we have to to go in and stop them at whatever cost. I don't know. It seems like a lot of fighting for no real reason except over people and land and power. Well, that's very important to a lot of people. Yeah, but the people it's important to aren't fighting. You are. Yeah, because I believe in in what causes we stand for. But the people who have the power, where are they? They're not risking their lives. You're cannon fodder. Literally. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's part of the, the risk that that we sign up for is that we are, are part of a larger thing that's happening here. Have you been charmed? And I'm going to, like, tap his head. Ow. Ow, please don't do that. Mm. I No, I haven't. I don't know, Orn. I just came to protect my family. But couldn't you protect them better if you were with them? Well, if I was back there, then there, if, if everyone thought that way, then everyone would be at home and Kaldur would have won already. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad if they won, if people stopped dying. Well, then we would have to do things their way. And, and we've seen what that looks like within Kaldur is, is you know, it's not what it's, it's a way of life that we want to continue having. I don't know. It seems like a lot of death. But if if that's what you want to do, 
I guess that's fine. You could just keep killing people and they could keep killing you and endlessly over and over and over again with, with no real end in sight. That That's fine. If that's how you want to see it, then that's, that's how you choose to see it. I appreciate you helping me out. Um, but this is, this is the cause that I'm fighting for. Yeah. And what I've chosen. Well, try to stay alive. Maybe don't get trapped under any other burning buildings. I will try my best. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should be fine now, I guess. But you'd be better off going home. All right, we'll see. Hey, Jarnan, I think can we can we get going? <laughs> and he sort of waves over to Jarnan, and Jarnan runs over with a stretcher and and begin begins uh, loading him up on the stretcher. Bye, Orn. Bye, Oma. <laughs> uh, I would like to um, sort of hang close as I can to Vash to sort of hear what's going on with these with the prisoners. Okay. Um, from what you hear over the course of a couple minutes, um, and you don't even have to be very close to Vash mm. as he is very loud, um, you can tell that um, they're going to hold the prisoners at Coldcrest for the time being until whatever remains of the soldiers come back from the north, as well as some soldiers... Um, that are coming up, uh, coming up north from Canyon Fort um, to escort them back down to Canyon Fort um, for you know more secure holding. Okay. Um, do any of them, the prisoners, um, do they have any like tattoos that I can see? Make a perception check. Or you can make a, if I think I know where you're going with this, you can make a religion check if you'd like. Uh, uh, 11. 11? Some of them have like very generic dwarven tattoos, dwarven runes. Um, but you don't see anything that really stands out as out of the ordinary. Um, I'll just uh, survey the scene, look out to where the building was burnt, and just uh... (sighs) I hope you know what you're doing. And um, I will try to reconvene with, with the gang. Okay. Kellen! You... Why were you here with these people? Uh, I was uh, sent here, Alma. I, uh, I work as a, as a practitioner of medical arts, and I uh, was sent here to help, you know, uh, keep people alive. any sense. I just don't understand why they can't live on their own sides. Uh, I, uh... I wouldn't chew on it too hard, Alma. It's a bitter taste. There's... 
There's things going on here beyond either of our ability to perceive uh, and probably understand. So uh, just have to make the best of it, right? As little harm as possible uh, and as much goodwill. Can we go? I don't like it here. I hate it here, Oma. We can absolutely go. Good job, by the way, spotting that uh, man in the rubble. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's gonna just die anyway, so what's the point? I know what you mean, Oma. You know, uh... Sometimes, uh, you help people, and they turn things around. Sometimes they don't. But it's not up to us to decide who gets that chance. You did the right thing, Oma. Yeah. I shrug. I, I'll, um... Take her by the hand and sort of like give her a pat on the uh, on the um, wrist in a ginger tender way, and uh, and just like walk with her <laughs> um, back toward where our boat is parked. <laughs> I'm just gonna take in the sea and 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 the river and everything. All the pieces of wood that are just sitting probably littering, littering the bank and the beach and just like shake my head stupid and I'm gonna just walk with Kalik hopefully back to our boat I will uh, just okay. hum softly All right. So you all um, approach the your boat that you had beached. Um, and as you guys hop on, um, the river once again takes you down um, through this little side channel that you guys had left it on. And now it leads you out to the main river. Um, oh, uh, really as quick. You guys, Sorry, before. Yeah. Um, could I have scoured the battlefield for wreckage? Um, pieces of cannonball... Uh, shattered cannonball uh, pieces of the boat maybe see if I can like gather a piece or two there are like large chunks of wood that are coming to shore Mm -hmm. Um, any pieces of cannonball any cannonballs anything of the cannons immediately sank to the bottom of the river Mm -hmm. are there any um, cannons that had hit the beach and had shattered or splintered that I could maybe salvage some of that there's, uh, like, you can see from the explosion, um, there are a couple of, like, um, fist-sized chunks of this cast iron that the cannons are made out of. Mm. Um, you can grab those if you like. Sure. Um, but, yeah, nothing bigger than, like, a hand size. Sure. I'll pick the pieces of cannonball up. I'll pick up some of the wood. And then could I do a once-over for maybe, like, a piece of wood that has splintered cannonball in it? Like an actual sure, yeah. Walk um, around, yeah. Make an investigation check. Sure. 
something that kind of like combines both of them. All right, investigation. <laughs> Twenty-two natural twenty. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you see, uh, there is like a little chunk of wood that's got like some some splintered iron in it um, that you'd be able to take. Sure, I'll pick it up. Careful not to stab myself. Think about it for a second. Eh, looks cool. I'll pull open my souvenir bag and chuck it in there. Throw it back on my shoulder. I'll chuck in the handful of uh, cannonball and the wood as well. But I'll put it all in my souvenir bag. Okay. And then, head, and then oh crap, they're running. And then I catch up to the group as I see them going towards the boat. All right. Um, so, yeah, you guys are all aboard the boat. Um, you guys are now crossing the main section of this river. And as you guys hit the other side of the river, um, you guys see like a very similar sort of layout where there's beach for a little bit um, and then a very steep cliff face um, with a couple of paths going up um, and then rolling green hills on top. So as you guys hit the beach on the other side, um, is there anything that you guys would like to specifically do before you uh, start heading south towards Blackpool? Would we have an opportunity, like, would I be able to have an opportunity to nap or specifically get a short rest in during this um, time? Yeah, you guys can definitely try for that. Um, the um, the beach over here is definitely quiet. Um, you can still sort of see off in the distance um, the remains of the battle that just took place on the other side of the river. But over here seems pretty calm. Um, you are covered by this cliff face um, here to the west. So, um, yeah, you guys could definitely do that. I would like to just attempt to get a short rest in. Um, Cool. So everyone uh, can mark down a short rest. If that affects anything for you, Um, you guys can roll your hit dice if you would like. Hey, Flynn. Yeah? What makes you think that you blew up the right enemy? Well, from what I've grown up, I grew up in this this side of the war. They're they're trying to force people to do stuff regardless of what they think. And I don't know if I have all the right answers. But, well, I kind of just made a decision. And you just got to go with it. I know I know Jarnan. I know Kellick. And they're my friends. I know I don't know them for that long. But if this is the side they're fighting for, and this is the side that I know more. Kellick said he didn't have a side. I think he does. I just... Isn't there a world in which they feel like you're forcing them to believe their your way? Isn't there a world where both sides feel the same way? Possible. And that they have... A Flynn over there 
and there Flynn also goes on suicide missions and also thinks that he's doing the right thing and he has a family. Yeah, that's probable. But in the moment, I felt like I was making the right decision to save the people that I cared about in that moment. Well, how do you feel now? Jarnan's still alive. The person that you saved is still alive. The rest of the Undale soldiers are still alive, and I think we had an input in that. But how do you feel about the people who aren't alive? The enemy? The people who aren't alive? They were attacking us. They weren't attacking you until you went there. Again, I don't know if it's the right way. It's just how I I thought about it in the moment. I just feel like there's all this fighting because of deciding where you live. Well, from my understanding, we're not trying to force beliefs on anyone. Do you believe in God? In a God? I mean, I've seen what Kella can do. (laughs) There's got to be something up there. But do you believe? Sure. I, I just feel like... All these people are fighting because they think they have a home, and their home just happens to be on one side that happens to believe one way... But if they were on the other side, they would think the same thing. So it's just all this stupid fighting for no reason. And I don't know why we get involved. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with me. And I don't want to be part of something that blows people up for no reason. Well... Again, the reason I went there was because I knew someone there. Even though I only knew him for a little bit, he still felt like someone that I cared about. And I know you probably don't care about Jarnan, but I did. And I wanted to help him. Well, Flynn, if someone was trying to hurt you, I would try to help you. I also but knew that's th- different. I also knew that that outpost had a lot of wounded people. And I also wanted to protect them as well. They're the people that were protecting our side. Andersfeld, my hometown, everywhere. Everywhere that I grew up and everywhere that I visited. So I feel like I also owed it to them because they're giving their lives to protect us. And maybe what we do is we learn more about it. The next time we're in in a town, we can ask questions, get more insight make a proper decision but sometimes you just gotta go with your gut I don't like your gut not a lot of people do I've taken um, the bag of ashes from the burned out building out and I've just I've just like put some of it in my hands and I've just kind of like been pulling with it in my palm. Look over. Do I do I see him doing this? Or are you hiding it? I'm not hiding it. 
Is that the ash that I... I got you? Yes, Flynn. How does that work? What? There's stuff you do with the ash. Like, like, I have my own way to do magic, but it's different from what you do. How? How? I, uh... Just letting it pour out of uh, my closed fist into my other palm. I, uh... It just uh, comes to me. I uh, can see things uh, in the air. And I can touch them and move them. And uh, I can ask for help uh, in a language that I don't really understand. Yeah, maybe our magics aren't too different. Yeah, maybe not. Almost on the other hand, I have no idea how that works. I look over at home, <laughs> kind of like... Him or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was learning for a little bit, but... Then that stopped, so... I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's something else we can look into, too. Well, then I... Yeah, maybe if we could stop blowing people up, then we'd have time. Okay, Alma. It is worth considering, and I'll address the rest of the group. Uh, turning. How much we're willing to engage with this... With this war. I know it's not your war, Shreya. And for the rest of us, it's... Well, Flynn joined the Iron Light Collective, not the army. Marge and Olma, you're fugitives of Hologuard. And myself, I... I am just very confused. We did something today that will change the course of this war. Maybe. You know, who knows? Maybe tomorrow, Kaldor strikes again and takes Coldcrest. If we continue to jump in uh, and use the considerable power that we have uh, between us, we could have a large impact on how things pan out. Well, I don't think I... I didn't join the army. But, I mean, Vash did say something that kind of rung true. That if they take that outpost, then they can take Addersfeld. And I have friends that I've known for a while in Addersfeld. And I... If I don't stop the enemy from attacking my friends I, and they die... I, I don't know how I would be able to deal with myself. But that doesn't mean that I want to jump into every conflict with them. Maybe I need to think about it. I don't want to be a soldier. That's fair. I mean, 
Lynn, you say your home is there, and I, I get that, but I don't know where my home is, so how do I know which side to fight for if I don't know where my home is? Right. I myself have never had goodwill toward those of the dwarven race. But since I was a very young, tiny, probably fit in the palm of one of your hands, the dwarves have done nothing but mutilate the mountainsides of my ancestral home. I acted perhaps a little rashly and only considered my associations with my past and how I took action against them. However, I understand that more often than not, there are other purposes at play. And people who were raised differently can fight for any cause they believe in. Perhaps that's something we can consider before we jump into the fray the next time. I'm going to have been lying on the beach, uh, sort of resting my eyes. Um, and uh, I'm going to just say, I do agree and disagree on both sides. I was once a soldier before, or rather, you know, in that area. I didn't care for it. I don't appreciate the politics involved. But if there are people that someone has met or known that need to be helped, then if it's the right thing to do, then you got to do the right thing to do. I, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, what Flynn Day did today was, obviously it was very brave in that sense. And in the moment, it seemed the right thing to do. Am I stoked on it? No, but in order to save the outpost that helped save Alma and myself, I felt that it was in that moment. It made sense. Jarnan and I maybe we brought it back consciousness. I don't think it's worth conflating your survival uh, with that place, with that cursed place. I, I, and why is it cursed then, Caleb? You've seen it. It's a place for the the wounded and, and dying. Just because wounded and dying, they're not, you know, that doesn't make them cursed. You know what they do with the bodies there, March? They burn them in an enormous pit. Reeks. And you would prefer solo one-on-one burials? Yes. I would prefer that they be given their due diligence and that their souls were given a chance to ascend to the heavens. But instead, it'd be better off that your corporeal form were obliterated by a cannonball than what they do in that event. But that's besides... I, I would have to say that I actually, I, I do respect and understand that. I do agree that everyone should get their own individual burial. I understand your frustrations, and you were there for far longer. Wilma and I were there for all of an hour, or whatever it may have been. 
But at that moment, it seemed... made sense. Here's how I see things. The war is happening. And... We can't stop that. We can't make Kaldor and Andel again, Baldir, agree uh, on anything. But my goal remains save as much life as possible. And I'm not a military tactician. It's not my skill set or my interest. But I suspect I don't know. I don't have any uh, logical reason to. It's just a feeling. I suspect Kaldor will win this war. And the choice is ours, or, well, the choice is Ondale's. Uh, how bloody uh, that victory will be. So. Change doesn't have to be scary. It's almost always scary, Alma. But sometimes it's good. I'm uncertain what... What change is about to take place. Well, maybe we just focus on what we have to do. I... We find out who is trying to... Plan this prison break and why, and and we try to recapture the souls. And <sighs> odds are, it's gonna tie back into this whole war anyway. So I mean, just keep our eyes and ears open. What well, seems readily apparent is that the denizens of these crystals are beyond bad help. Yeah. So, I'm fully on board with this, with this pursuit. It's nice to have some thing that we can unerringly believe. Uh, yeah, they're in prison right. for a reason, and right. they're bad news. They're bad news. And I like knowing they're bad news. I don't want to fight any more people or how or... Flynn, if you go into fight and you get hurt, I have to help you. And so when you make a choice to pick a side, it makes everyone pick a side. And I don't want to be against you, Flynn. So I just need you to take a breath and <laughs> and realize that we don't have to be part of every conflict. So just next time, I mean, I'm not going to shame you because like you did what you thought was right. And you did help some people. While killing a bunch of other people. <laughs> but I just don't want to be part of that. So 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 just respect that choice that I don't want to have to help you fight. I'll uh walk over or I don't know, if I'm sitting next to her, I'll put my hand on her shoulder, kind of give her a pat, look her in the eyes. Alright. I'll I'll promise to think about it. Okay. Maybe we can do a vote next time. I wanted to go the other direction on the boat and not even bother. So maybe next time we do a vote. Because my say should matter just as much as your say, even though I'm little. <laughs> I look up at her. 
I feel that. <laughs> and I agree. From now on, we vote. Okay. Everyone okay with that? I... Agreed. Sure. Yes. Sure, let's vote. All right, and with that, you guys complete your short rest, um, get whatever effects that that gives you, and uh, you guys get on your way. Um, You notice on this side of the beach, just like on the other side, um, every once in a while there are these little paths up the cliffside in order for you to get up on top and and move forward, continuing your journey. So you guys take one of those paths up, you guys get to the top of the cliff, and you guys move on towards Blackpool. You guys head south. So um, as you guys are traveling south, the landscape is very similar to what you guys had seen on the other side. Lots of rolling hills, but eventually it sort of shifts and and changes a little bit. Um, These rolling hills um, start to sprout more and more trees and they become more like wetlands and they morph into more of like this marshland. And eventually you guys get on into full-on swamp. Um, As you guys are trudging through, um, you guys begin to walk through um, ankle-deep water and then pretty soon it gets to knee-deep water and um, your guys' speed is slowed pretty considerably as you guys are walking through this. Um, as it took you guys about a couple hours to get from Addersfeld to Coldcrest, and then the battle ensued, it is taking you another couple hours to now walk down to Blackpool. And as you guys are walking through this swamp, um, you guys look up at the sun and it is just beginning to crest down over the horizon. You have maybe two more hours of sunlight um, before the sun completely goes down. Um, we didn't take the boat. I'm guessing there wasn't a pathway to, to, to steer the boat to this place? No. So okay. you guys are traveling south. The river um, flows north out to the ocean to the north. Got it, got it. Um, so you would have had to beach your boat there. So, um, as you guys are moving on, it's about an hour until sunset when you guys um, are completely surrounded by all of these trees. Um, you can barely even see the sun anymore. Um, the The little light that is coming through is, is casting these long shadows and making the light warp in some really weird ways. Um, yeah. Um, but after a little while of travel, um, sort of wading through this knee-deep water, you guys eventually come across a pathway, um, a series of wooden planks that are being held about six inches above the water um, that you guys are able to climb up on top of. Um, This is just a singular path south um, in pretty much the same direction that you guys are going. Um, And as you guys hop up on top, you guys notice that this wood is creaky and Every once in a while, uh, one of these wooden planks has completely fallen out due to um, like mildew and rot um, taking these things. Um, but you guys do continue to take the path south. And after another about hour and a half, um, a little bit after the sun has gone down, um, fog begins to roll in. And sort of this, this um, mysterious air begins to surround you guys as this swamp... Um, 
just begins to to absorb all light around you. And you guys hear the sounds of nighttime in the swamp. You guys hear crickets. You guys hear frogs every once in a while. Every once in a while, you'll hear a splash in the water off to your left or your right. But by the time you look over and see what it was, um, the it's just the water that's rippling. You can't quite see what it is. Um, the smell that is now filling your nostrils is this damp smell of of um, like different decaying plants and animals, and it's it's a, a pretty rank smell. Um, but after that traveling time, just off in the distance, down this wooden path, you guys catch just a very slight glow, seemingly to be a lantern. As you guys move forward even more, you guys pick up another lantern light and another lantern light and another lantern light. And you guys can see through the fog, you can just see the silhouettes, the very dull silhouettes of what appears to be a swamp town. Um, You guys are now approaching Blackpool. So as you guys see Blackpool and, and the buildings all held aloft, um, anywhere from six inches to a couple feet up off of the water. Um, you guys notice several buildings. This isn't a, a huge town, um, but this it, it's it's uh, pretty pretty decent size. You guys see uh, a couple dozen of these buildings. Um, you guys aren't officially in town yet, but as you guys see this, what would you guys like to do? Um, I think on our walk there, you were saying a lot of... Sp- spooky stuff so (laughs) i would like i would like to look out left and right into this darkness into the fog and i would like to make a spooky vibes check (laughs) because it's it's looking spooky that was a lot of spooky it does look spooky you are correct so i will have you make a spooky vibes check. let's do it um what do i add again uh that is just your wisdom modifier okay um Wisdom modifier. Uh, 11. 11 for my spooky vibes. 11. Um, as you're looking out, definitely some spooky vibes, mm. um, but you aren't really picking up anything like supernatural spooky vibes. Um, I will. Nothing necessarily <laughs> magical about okay. these spooky vibes, but just like general sort of like the fog is rolling in on the swamp and you've got uh, a mysterious town on the horizon. Um, I will. That pi- sort of I will pick up my pace a little bit <laughs> as I'm getting spooked out. Okay. Guys, we should hurry up. It's creepy out here. And I'll head on. Okay. Um, would any of you guys like to do anything before you actually enter town? Um, Blackpool's in Caldora, right? Yes, it is. Okay. We've crossed the border. Yeah. It is... Uh, Blackpool is actually the... Um, probably the easternmost establishment um, in... Caldor. It okay. is um, like a pretty town. close to the pretty close to the border. Um, yeah. Um, I guess too that would I know slash can I tell from looking um, like what kind of uh, state Blackpool is in in terms of like being embattled? You know, like do they have fortifications built, uh, or do I did I hear word while I was at Coldcrest about like the state of Blackpool and whether or not they were like militarized. Yeah. Um, so you do know just because um, Blackpool is like the closest town to Coldcrest, you would sort of have a general idea of what's going on there. 
Um, you would know that because of its position, like in the middle of this marshland and this like impenetrable swamp, it is almost completely demilitarized. Um, it's so difficult to bring troops in as well as to bring to to move troops from that position just because of the environment. Um, it's also not a very strategically placed spot. So There's the army no of Ondale, to, like, take it. yeah, it's the like army Delaware. of Ondale would wouldn't want to uh, take it as well. Um, so yeah, it's you you probably know that you wouldn't come across any heavy military force. From when I was there the first time, do I know if it's mostly dwarves that take up this city? Um, yeah, you know it's mostly dwarven. Um, there are a couple of other... You have seen like a, a smattering of other races, uh, but just because Kaldur is mostly dwarven, it is a heavy dwarf population. Uh, Sore thumbs. The less <laughs> amount of time we can spend here, the better. We might want to have a reason we're here in case we get asked. Yeah, that's... Seems how fun to just sink a yeah, ship full of... Yeah, and maybe, I just don't yeah, want them to think that know. we're part of the military, so... It's not like there's a lot of cross-traffic either through this area, so that's worth... So maybe just look more like adventurers if possible, like if you've got like, like Marge, maybe you should cover up any of your armor and shields and stuff, maybe put everything away. I, I will try to as much as I can. Um, DM, what is, this sound weird, what is the weather? What is, is it, it is hot, pretty humid, humid. Um, it's not like blisteringly hot, um, but it is like just on that brink of uncomfortable. Okay, then what I will do is I will take off the jacket I have and sort of try and throw it over what weapons I can't exactly quote-unquote store um, just to sort of just make it look like it's just a pack of okay. shenanigans. There are, uh, there are those from uh, my ilk who travel and, and seek to give aid wherever it's needed, so uh, I could say that if we get any kind of uh, stink eye. Okay. You know, that we're just trying to Provide help where it's needed, and and just pass it through. Okay. I like that idea. This town is likely not beleaguered uh, by the war, so hopefully it's not uh, first and foremost on their minds as we pass. All right. So you guys enter this town, um, and you guys can see all of these sort of rickety... Um, buildings off to your left and right. Nothing more than two stories um, as everything here seems to mostly be made out of wood. And the floorboards that you guys walk on, every single one of them creaks as you walk by. Um, And as you look around, you start noticing um, the people of this town walking back and forth. Most of them dwarves. Um, You guys can see uh, one tiefling walks from one building to another. You guys see um, a pair of tabaxi as well um, walking uh, in between a couple of the buildings. Um, Calic, you see um, a couple of drow actually sitting outside of one of these buildings, um, seemingly having a meal to themselves. Um, and it seems like sort of a, a myriad of, of different races here, but again, mostly dwarves um, sort of mingling and, and moving about. Um, 
as you guys move through the section of the city that you guys are in, or this this town, it's not really a city, um, you guys look and you can see off sort of in the distance. It's hard to see with all the fog that's rolled in, um, but you can see a larger group of people moving um, around this, this area. Um, as you guys approach even further, you walk past the town center. And in this town center, you see a stone statue of a large throne. Um, It's probably about 10 feet tall of this large throne and a dwarf sitting on the throne. And at his side, he's holding a um, large spear right next to him, sort of taking a regal sitting position on this stone, um, this stone statue there. Um, So that's sort of the the statue in the main center of town. Um, As you guys move closer to this group of people, um, Olma and March, you guys immediately recognize this area. Um, But the building that you had recognized that was there is completely gone. Um, And you can see there are people there who are sort of rummaging through what's left of the the completely collapsed and burned down building. So, seeing that, what would you guys like to do? Um, so, I've got some good news and some bad news. Which one would you like first? Bad news. Well, I already know the news, so... Give us Gentlemen. the bad, Alma. Bad news is um, this used to be the warehouse where we found everything. Um, good news, nobody else can get to it. Uh, I'm going to look. Is there any trace of what was here before? Um, I'm going to have you make an insight check. Man, oh man. Also, from what I can tell, does this look like the damage that could have possibly been ha- happened from me? Or does it look like there might have been something else that caused this? Make an arcana check. That's an eight for the insight. Eight. Um, you, you see, uh, you see people sort of rummaging through the, the debris, but you can't really pick up anything of what once was there. 19 for Arcana. Nice. Arcana. Um, from what you felt that you released, it was probably big enough to catch this thing completely on fire. Okay. And, and burn it down. Mm. Probably mostly you. Good. Solid. Um, do I get the impression that if I start to pick through things, people are gonna look at me weird? Looking at the people there, it doesn't seem like there's any official order to this. It it just seems like random people picking through what they can. I want to casually look through the area to find, to see if I can find any, um, any portions of the cage that I saw. Okay, make an investigation check. Can I aid her on that? Yeah. So you can take that at advantage or you can both roll. I already rolled twice. Okay. Just to be okay. honest. 
Um, that's a 14. Uh, 14, you're looking through this rubble and you actually, after sort of turning over a couple pieces of wood, um, you notice a couple of like iron rod bars um, that have sort of been been broken apart and bent and uh, sort of melted into sort of strange shapes. Um, it looks very similar to what you had seen. Do I see anything that implies that the thing that was inside got out? Just around the where you are finding these bars, you do see a couple feathers. You don't see any signs of a body or anything like that, but just a couple feathers. I want to collect the feathers. Okay. I'll, I'll help collect the feathers. Okay. There's only about six or seven. Um, yeah, it's not like not like a huge pile. Um, it's it's just a few. Well, um, while those two are digging through the the rubble, um, I'll just kind of lean up against a wall, uh, so I can kind of get a good look at area and I just want to see if anyone's taking a look at Alma taking a look at March noticing them anything like that maybe see if I can spot anyone that's looking at them a little long okay yeah uh, make a perception check yeah. Yeah, not too good, not too good. Uh, that is a nine total a nine mm-hmm. um, you don't see anyone who's like fixated on Ulma in particular. Um, You do see sort of um, in the building that's sort of next to where you're leaning up against, you see um, an old dwarven man who is sort of leaned up in a very similar fashion to the way that you are um, looking over the people picking through the the rubble. Um, Does he look to have like guard attire on or anything that I would know? He looks to have just normal, no armor or anything like that. Just sort of uh, this, um, sort of a very plain shirt, um, and then some uh, just sort of like cloth pants. I'll, uh, how far away is this door? Probably like fifteen feet. I'll he's, look. he's standing in the doorway of the building right next to you. I'll look to Shreya and March, who I'm assuming are kind of standing here with me. Let's kind of give him a nod. I mean, like, I want to go. I want to go talk to this dwarf over here. Keep an eye on Alma, okay? While he does that, I'm going to kind of having the same mindset that, that Alma and Flynn. I'm just going to vary as slowly and kind of like non-obviously, um, discreetly as I can, sort of take my my hair and just take it and put it in the back and sort of put it so that my shirt goes over it so it's hiding my hair as much as possible, just just in case kind of thing. And then I will continue to sort of observe uh, Oma looking through some stuff with Kalik while trying to keep Flynn out of the corner of my eye. I'm going to call her over. Uh, I'm going to give a a last look sort of over to Flynn as as he's walking over and approach Oma. I don't know where you were when you found the box with the crystal. What... Where where did you find it? I was it's all still sort of hazy, but feels like it all happened at the same time, but I feel like it was around the corner from here. I'm, I hate it when buildings burn out cuz you try and get your bearings as to where you actually are. I'm trying to figure out where the entrance was. Do you remember 
where we sort of approached or where there was a door at some one point? I, I, I don't know, but I mean, this is where I was when I, when I found the, the cage, but do you remember any other distinct markings? Maybe you can look for something you saw nearby. It was just, it was a box. It was, uh... Was there anything around the box? This, this... I found this because of bars. You know, I just looked for bars. So maybe look for pieces of of something nearby. Was there a statue? Was there anything that was breakable that might have left markings nearby? I can't recall, Alma. I'm sorry. I was so fixated on what I was being told to look at. And once I saw the box, it was like... It was like I was just staring at it. Because the crystal got embedded in you and embedded in everyone around you, but maybe look for the box. Yeah, okay. I'm going to very hesitantly not... It's... Perhaps it's obvious to to maybe Alma, but it's going to be obvious that I'm a little hesitantly to wanting to actually sift through things. But I will kind of veer off to an area that where I where I vaguely believe I might have been about. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check for me. Okie dokie. Uh, <laughs> don't you love it when it tips over? It was on something good and then it tips over. <laughs> that was a six. Six. Um, it's, it's a bunch of uh, wooden pieces. It's really tough. It's like you know, you're really looking for a needle in a haystack. Um, you're you're looking for a specific piece of hay in a haystack. Um, it's <laughs> like you're looking for a wood box and a bunch of wooden rubble. So it's very tough to see. Can you describe what it looked like to me, March? It was just a wooden box. Did it have any engravings on it? Was there a color? Not that I recall, but I do recall it perhaps had like a pattern on the top of it. I just, I don't see how a wooden box would survive something like this. You did see just uh, as as a quick note, um, March, you did see when the box opened, um, the crystal was sort of placed on this small um, purple piece of cloth, almost like a a pillow or a a padding um, within the box. Okay. Um, look for something. This is gonna sound weird, Alma. I know I'm. I mean, we're looking for a crystal. We're looking for a broken crystal in a burned-down warehouse that can't get much weirder than we are. So, so it's fine. Look for a, perhaps a small, purplish, pillow, or maybe like a, a cloth, almost like it was torn from something. Okay, I can look for something yeah. purple. Kelly, Kelly, hey, Kelly, yeah, let's let's. Can you- can you help me find a piece of purple fabric? I'm just like haphazardly like holding one of these pieces of wood, <laughs> just observing it. Uh, yeah, of course, Alma. Uh, tell me what to look for. This is a mess. I don't know. A box and some purple stuff around it? Okay. Fabric or pillow or something. If I look around, DM, is there anything um, with a badger emblem on it? Or even on nearby buildings or anything like that? Um, looking around, you don't see any 
badger emblems. Um, anything that would have been inlaid in the wood, you can see would have been completely burned away. Blasted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as you guys are searching through that, um, we're actually going to go back over to Flynn. Um, Flynn, as you're sort of perched up. And right before he walks up to the to the dwarf, I'm going to say, "Help yourself, little one." You're on your own. Let's keep an eye on the others. Gladly. I'll give him a little pat on the calf because that's probably as high as I can reach. I'll walk <laughs> over to the to the dwarf. Is the dwarf watching my friends, or just just in general, just kind of looking around the area? Um, looking around the area, but uh, he takes note of you as you walk up. How you doing? Uh, you say in Dwarvish? You say in Dwarvish? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, he responds back in Dwarvish. Um, and he says, uh, You are all little late, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, he kind of just showed up and I'm following a, a healer, a traveling healer, and kind of just his bodyguard. But I noticed this building destroyed and I'm curious how it happened. And um, as you ask him that, he sort of steps out from the doorway and um, you can see him now fully, um, just very um, plain, plain clothes, all like different tans and browns. Um, You can see his long white hair has been all um, tied back in sort of this this ponytail with um, a um, like a dwarvish golden... um, ring holding all of his hair back you can see um his white beard is very like almost coming down to his stomach um but very well groomed and it's got um several pieces of golden jewelry um throughout sort of keeping all of the hair in line um and you can tell he he sort of he keeps keeps uh takes care of himself um and uh he says well i was here when the uh, accident happened so, um, I, I can tell you all you might want to know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, uh, I'm curious. It's a destroyed building, and it seems like something crazy happened. Yeah, start from the beginning. Uh, uh, well, um, the other day, probably about, uh, say, a week ago, um, uh, the, there was a large, um, explosion from within the building. I'm not quite sure what caused it, um, but the entire building was pretty soon taken down. Um, there were uh, probably a few people inside as I saw um, uh, a couple people leaving the building. It was at late at night and I had just woken up from the explosion, um, so I couldn't quite see who it was, but I did see um, four figures uh, leave the building. Um, two of them left first, and then after a few minutes, uh, another two left. Um, and then after that, um, everyone seemed to have woken up in the town. And uh, then the, the looting commenced. Um, there were known to be uh, some valuables within there. This is um, a, uh, a halfway point, you could say, for um, the Banuk tribe. And they keep a lot of valuables that they trade within there. Um, so many people got their hands on a lot of what was um, held there um but after that some some members of the tribe came through and uh, collected most of of what was taken wow that's crazy that that happened um you're okay what was your name again uh, my name is dolmen oakfoot 
Oh man. Oak. Foot. D O L M E N Oakfoot. Hello, Finn. Nice to meet you. I'm part of the Iron Light Collective. Oh. Well, I'm part of the Iron Light Collective. <laughs> and he sort of uh, looks you up and down and he says, Believe it or not, I actually already knew that. Oh, right. <laughs> and I kind of like pull my green cloak up a little bit. Uh, where you said the Bunnock tribe. Do you know where they are? Do they live in... Um, they are a group of traders. Um, they they uh, trade in uh, minerals and gems and spices and clothes and textiles and uh, pretty much anything you could uh, ask for. Um, and they operate um, mostly uh, in the summer still mountains, but they have known to, to trade over the border with Kaldur quite frequently. And do they have a residence here in in Black Blackpool? No, not anymore. Oh, <laughs> it's coming together now. Um, well, okay. Summer Still Mountains is where they reside. How far away is that from here? Oh, it's um, east, quite a few miles. Uh, it it is the mountain range that spans from uh, the top of Ondale all the way almost down to the bottom of Ganboldir. Well, interesting. And what do you do in town? Oh, I uh, just uh, am sort of a fortune teller. Um, I can sort of read people and and, uh, sort of gain some insight of of who they are and uh, help them figure out problems. I sort of put the puzzle pieces together for them. They come in with uh, their problems or their questions, and um, I, I take all of that information, and I sort of um, uh, make make sense of it all and uh, tell them the possibilities that could happen to them in the future. Flynn's eyes go wide and, like, go with excitement. Can you do that now? Um, I would have to spend a couple of minutes with you, but yes, if, if you would like. Is this your, is, do we do it, is this your, and I point to the building that he's been kind of leaning up in. Is this your place? Is this where you do the te- the, the fortune tellings? Yes, right here. I'll look back to Shraya and I'll give him like a thumbs up. And then I'll be like, can we go in and do it now? Um, sure. Are your friends okay with uh, No, they're you? fine. Okay, then come <laughs> on in. <laughs> After I give the thumbs up to Shraya, I enter the building. I just sort of sharply sigh, like, all right. Um, Okay, so you you walk in, and um, sort of with a a sort of inquisitive mind, you walk in, and um, you can see that uh, there are, like, um, lining the walls, there's sort of, like, all of these... um, runes that have been written on on the walls themselves um and they look to be hand painted um and as he walks you through the house um it, it's it is more of a house than a shop but he walks you through um sort of the the living area and into a back room and um in the middle of that room is just two chairs facing each other that is it just two very simple wooden chairs cool um I'll kind of take his lead and sit in whichever one he wants me to sit in. If, if that's the plan, I'll kind of look to him for guidance. Um, this is all about uh, you and your 
destiny. So uh, whichever chair you feel is calling towards you, then that's the one that you should take. Um, which chair is calling to me, DM? <laughs> Do you want me to roll? Can I make a chair? Left or right? I'm, um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the left one. Okay. Um, as you go and you sit down in the uh, left chair, mm-hmm. um, you sit down in the chair, and he says, "Oh, um, well, that's interesting. Um, could you uh, stand up for one moment?" Um. Yeah. Sure. And I'll stand up. Do me a favor and uh, uh, turn the chair over. Okay. I'll turn it upside down or spin it around, whichever one you want to. Uh, just uh, flip it upside down. I'll flip her upside down. And there is a little piece of uh, parchment stuck to um, the underside of the chair. I'll look at him with like an acceptance and I'll like reach down and like look like I'm going for the paper to see if that's what he wants me to do. And he goes, oh, oh, how did that get there? <laughs> Weird. And I'll pick it up and I'll look at it. I'll take it off the chair and I'll look at it. Okay. You open up this piece of parchment and um, on that piece of parchment, you see a very familiar symbol. You look at this piece of parchment and then you hold out your wrist and you see on your wrist where that black tattoo is, Mm -hmm. it's the exact same symbol on that piece of parchment. Isn't that my name? That is your name. Um. What? How? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know how that got there. I'll stuff it in my pocket. Weird. And he sort of, as as he comes over and he sits down, he sort of gives you a wink. (laughs) <laughs> Are you ready to get started? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, would you believe me if I told you that I had written that uh, down on a piece of paper about two months ago? What? No way. <laughs> oh, I, yes. You must be really good at this. I am the best. Well, I'm glad I found you. I'd love to have some answers to what's going on in my life, because... Oh boy, it's been a heck of a week. <laughs> I know you've had uh, quite a uh, busy sh- week. I'm sure you know. Yeah, I'll get. I'll flip the chair over and I'll sit down. Even more excited now that I've seen this crazy <laughs> amount of power showed, and I'll sit down and get like super excited. <laughs> throw my bag off to the corner of the room, not even looking where it lands, and I'm just like, "All right, tell me everything." Well, um, the, this is more of a, a conversation, more of a transaction between the two of us. Um. What what would you like to know? Oh boy. Um I guess I guess I can start with my parents. How are they doing? Are they okay? Ah, yes, your parents. Um Nora and Baudry, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah, how do you know their names? I know uh, a lot of people. This is awesome. Yeah, how are they? Um, well, uh, I, I 
could not tell you exactly how they are. I, I believe they're, they're still over in Maple Glen, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Oh, how has the store been doing? I mean, when I left, it was fine. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, my, I mean, my dad, he keeps that place up and up, and he keeps it tidy. And, you know, my mom's always doing the, the running around and delivering stuff to different magic shops. But, yeah, he... He was, I mean, they were doing well, you know, they, they wanted me to stay, obviously, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to work in a magic shop. You know, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be an adventurer. That was, that was not your destiny, was it? No, no, it wasn't. But you know that. (laughs) I, I do. Is there anything else? Yeah. I mean, I guess I have two more. Um, how's Kaylin doing? Um, my friend from... Well, I mean, you know she's from the Iron Light, but yeah. I didn't see her the last time I went to the castle, and I'm curious if she's doing okay. I can see the concern in your eyes. Um, I know that uh, she is uh, on her way back to the Iron Light right now. Oh. Um, she actually, um, as we speak, is holding the head of a manticore oh. and is on her way back to the Iron Light. Man, that's so cool. <laughs> she... Ugh. Of course she is. She's so good at this. Man, I'm, I miss her. She's like... And of course, her mom's going to be super proud about it. But, you know. Oh, of course. Well, that's good. I'm excited to see her again. Can't wait to give her a hug. It's been too long. I guess... Not much longer. Oh, really? Well, that's no. good. <laughs> I guess the last thing, and it's kind of... It's kind of big, so if you can't, I understand. But, I mean, he's pretty powerful, so maybe you can. Um, am I going to become a sentinel? Am I going to make it? Oh, Flynn, that, that I believe is beyond my powers uh, to even see. <laughs> That's okay. I can see that you're on the path, um, but your final uh, outcome is yet to be determined. I... I cannot quite see all of the the pieces in that puzzle. That's fair. I still have a long way to go. Well, thank you. I'm... Even though, you know, I still have a long way to go, I think this helped. And it's good to hear that that people I know are doing okay. I know that brings a lot of comfort to most people. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go check up with my friends, see if they found anything. Not that they're looking for anything or anything, but, you know, just, you know. <laughs> oh, of course they're not <laughs> looking for anything. And he gives you another wink. Do you know? Nah, never mind. All right. Well, I'll see you around. <laughs> I, I do know. I shouldn't say, but I do. I do know. You should check at the tavern down the street. Um. Uh, okay. And I'll run out. Or I'll, I'll go to grab my bag and head out. It was good to see your face again, Flynn, Flynn Fellow Weave. And he gives you a, a sort of pat on the shoulder as you are heading out. And with that pat, there's a, a little uh, spark of this, like, pure white energy um, that emanates from his, his fingers as he gives you a pat on the way out. Um, Do I know this person? What is going on? Okay. And I head out. You, as as he pats you on the back and this, this spark of white energy um, touches your back, 
you have advantage on any intelligence checks for the next week. What? what? <laughs> any check that has to do Whoa. with intelligence for the next week, you have advantage on. Wow. Oh. Wow, okay. Um, How many sessions right. of D&D is there? <laughs> <laughs> Give him a smile and a, a, and a nod. And be like, man, that feels good. Well, I'll see ya. Not really knowing what it does yet, but I do. And I'll head out to the group and I'll head back to Shreya. And just walk All out. right, any investigation okay. checks go to you, my friend. <laughs> it seems, seems to be the case now, yeah. Tavern down the street, okay. Um... And then if you could just keep track of that individually of the number of days, I, I would it. very much appreciate that. I'll try and keep track of it too, but uh, that, I would, that would be a big help. You got it. Nice. Did I find anything purple? Um, in the rubble, you did not. Okay. I'm going to just look at Omar real quick. It's it might be impossible to find it. Was so it, think of a jewelry box, Alma. No bigger than that. It's, it's small. I guess we're back to square one. Yeah, I don't know. I wish as much as you know, Aaron and Karen, all of them are ridiculous. It's it's almost like I I want to ask them more questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. What did they know? What did they know that perhaps we didn't know? I mean, I don't, don't think Kerr know anything, knew anything, but Air might have. Yeah. Kalik, any, any luck on your end? You seeing anything? I, I don't really know what I'm looking for. So, uh, no, uh, just, just rubble. I mean, what are the chances that... Whatever we're looking for is still he- even here. You're right. Well, Do we have any leads on, you know, whose building it was, whose whose chest it was? We was might this be just able the storage to, space? I don't know. Let's maybe we can find somewhere to rest for the night and talk it out. If I, we have to contact the Hollow Guard, we might have to. Well, uh, certainly, this building was purchased from someone and someone mm-hmm. who lives here. Right, or yeah. built, uh, you know, there would have to be some kind of paper trail. Yeah. So that's our best bet. Let's just see what the building, what the what the roots of the building are, mm-hmm. and go from there. Well, maybe someone at the ta- at a tavern or at a at a inn might know who owned it. Yeah. Stands to reason, that, or it's worth, it's worth checking. Uh, you know. I'm gonna walk over to Flynn and Shreya. Hey, Oma. Well, we can't find anything, so... Um, actually, I might have some information. How? When? How, where'd you get it from? Well, there's this really smart, really cool-looking dwarf in that building over there. Oh. And, well, first, I went over to talk to him because he was just, like, looking at the rubble, and he said he was here when the explosion happened. So I asked him, like, what happened? And he said uh, that these people are traitors and that they, I think they own this building. And... They said that some looters came to take some stuff, but the tribe also grabbed a bunch of stuff as well. And then he told me that he was a fortune teller. (gasps) Flynn, you met a fortune teller? Did you ask him about the crystals and who was trying to steal the crystals? No, 
I should have done Why that. Why not? I... What did you ask him? What could possibly have been more important than asking him who was trying to steal the crystals? Well, I... Where is he now? He should be in the building. No, what, uh, what did you ask? What was well, so important? I mean, I asked to make sure my parents were still doing okay. Flynn! And then I asked if my best friend was doing okay. Flynn! And then I asked if I was going to become a sentinel. Flynn! But... How but Oma, How? Oma, Oma, he told me that there's something that we're seeking and it's in the tavern down the street. Well, maybe it's your parents since you're so eager to find them. <laughs> oh, that'd be maybe so cool. that's what he meant. <laughs> that'd be so cool. I can't believe you were talking to a fortune teller and you didn't ask him about the crystals. Well, you can go ask him. He's super nice. That's not how fortune tellers work. <laughs> Maybe they just want to talk I to you. I say under my breath to Kellek, I say, it appears the short one is also short-sighted. <laughs> uh, I well, just if you don't want to talk to him, let's just go check out this tavern. I mean, we probably need to find a place to sleep Oof. anyway, but... Maybe that's where what you're looking. Maybe that's where the crystals are. Don't we already have we crystals? We were talking about going toward the tavern anyway, Flynn. It's a fine thing. I will. Uh, I will take a like a peek. Like, is the is the door open to this building, or wh- what is the? Yeah, the front door is wide open. Can I see anybody inside? Uh, yeah, you could see a, a old dwarven man uh, walking sort of back and forth, uh, taking care of his house. I went to peek into. <laughs> like just under right. it's like my head my head is like four inches of under Kellex and I'm gonna peek over and go maybe we should go to that tavern and then slow their back um Kellex uh-huh. you are um you're looking in through the doorway right yeah um so as you sort of like peer in um you can see the the dwarven man um pacing back and forth but your eyes lose focus and everything else in the house is like fuzzy and blurred and out of focus um and pretty soon it's it, it all just seems like a some garbled mess um oma and march you guys can see in just fine chero oculus i'm gonna cast eyes of the grave and and draw ashes across my eyes. Does okay. anything change? Nothing changes. Uh, as though not here in March, I'm going to walk closer. I'm going to walk in the door. Okay. Um, as you take a step in, your vision becomes even more blurred. And at this point, you can you can barely even see your hand in front of your face. I'm going to press forward. I'm going to... Okay, I'm you walk forward. Soldier you on. take a couple more steps forward, and with each step, your vision gets more and more blurred, too. At this point, it, it seems like just a white and gray landscape. And you just hear, beyond this this fog, um, you hear a voice that says, um, Kalik, I would appreciate you stepping out of my home. And you feel this sort of shift in gravity as you're not walking, but your entire body is pushed out of this home into the doorway and your feet like slide across the wooden floor as you are now um, standing outside on the porch once more. What? 
Can I still see him in there? No, it, the the inside is is still completely blurred to your vision. But can I see the the dwarf or no? That's also been no. At this point, he is completely obscured as well. You you can look back and forth, and you can see like the wood paneling on the outside of the home. You can see clearly, but as soon as you try and pierce that veil of the doorway, um, it's completely blurred. Kellogg, you should ask for permission before going into people's homes. What in the devil is this place? Uh, I'll stand the nobis. I light my my bandage up on my arm, and I'll try to hold it to the to the fog to the shroud. Okay. Does that have any um, you you cast that spell, and um, you feel a gust of wind emanate from um, inside the house. And your the the arm that just lit up is completely extinguished, and you hear a booming voice from inside of the house, and it says, "That magic has no place here." Can the rest of us hear this at all, or not? Yes, you and Olma looking inside, you see the dwarven man standing there, very calmly, hands behind his back, um, just looking out right at Kalik. What kind of magic? Kalik, what's going on? I don't know. Who are you, old man? What is this? Your welcome has been worn out. And he snaps his fingers and the door to the home I'll have answers from you! And I'm trying to, like, stop the door (laughs) with with my reaction. (laughs) All right, um, make a strength check. All right. Uh, it's, uh, 13. 13? The door slams in your face. And closes. God damn it! <laughs> Guys, uh, what's going on over there? I've never seen a being so interested in getting in Kellick? a place he's not want. What's going on? Did something happen? I don't know, child. I don't know what this is. Is, is the door, does the door have any symbology that I can comprehend? Nope, just looks like a wooden door. Uh, I will. Damn, I have no recourse. I'm just, I'm just banging on it <laughs> with my closed fist. Okay. Um, the door does not budge whatsoever. Kellek, Kellek, Kellek. It's okay. We can get your fortune told another time. I don't want my bloody fortune, Alma. I want to know what the hell is this. What, what do you mean? What in the hell is this going on here? What, what do you mean? It's just a building with a man in it. I, I'll, I'll crouch down to Alma's height. Flynn asked me how I do my magic, Alma. I don't know. I don't understand it. I can just... I just... See things and hear the words of a being. And I just. Did you hear agreed something? to take part with. with the power it could give me. So you don't know whose magic you have? I have an idea. Are you worried? I'll compose myself. 
Stand up. No, I'm not worried. Keep your bloody fortune, then. You belong in this swamp. Ow. Saunter off. Flynn, what way was that tavern? You were saying something about a tavern. Um, yeah, he said it's, um, down the way. Down the street, and I'll look down the street like both ways to see if I can spot a tavern that maybe he was talking about. Um, yeah, you sort of look in the direction that he was pointing, um, and you see uh, a, a pair of drow um, sitting out sort of on the front porch area having a meal. Um, and you, you determine that that's probably the, the tavern he was pointing Point it out. Yeah, let's looks like it's over there. Let's check it out. We can get maybe a beer. Or yeah. 12. This statue uh, in town, DM, can I... It, it Does Does it look like Katir, or is it uh, a different dwarf? Um, no, it is definitively not a tier. Okay. Um, it looks like sort of a younger, um, more like warrior dwarf. Um, lots of like armor and, and stuff on him. Um, yeah, not the same as a tier. Is it a new god? Presumably. Kalik, um, no. You would you would know that this is definitively not a new god. Um, just the way that it's sort of set up in town and sort of in the middle um, looks like maybe either a founder of the town local or a, conquer- a conqueror, local legend, something of that sort. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like Worshipping, um, just sort of a uh, uh, statue of recognition. Uh, I'll make my way to the tavern. Okay. Um, you said there's draw- the drawer on the front porch of the tavern. Yes. Can I hear what they're talking about? Um. Uh. Yeah. They're um. They're just talking about um how the two like they went fishing yesterday. And they were sort of in a little competition. Um, and <laughs> they were like so shocked that neither of them had caught anything for the day. And then they're sort of like ribbing each other of like, yeah, well, yeah, you're terrible at this. Well, yeah, you're terrible at this. Like, of course you didn't catch anything. Um, seems very trivial. I'll just kind of um, uh, enjoy a moment of observing them as, as I pass. Okay. Where's he headed? I think that's the tavern. Ah, tavern. Oh, could use it something stiff to get my mind off this awful locale. <laughs> I just start following him. Okay, I'll lean to as you guys all. I'll lean to Oma and be like, "Why is Why is Shreya so upset?" I don't know. Okay. Maybe you should ask him. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, maybe. I'll. Maybe he's upset because you didn't ask the fortune teller anything about where we're going or what we're doing or how to help us. Maybe. I mean, I can't imagine why he'd be upset about that, but like maybe that's why he's upset. That could be it. And I'll kind of look down to the ground, kick a little pebble, and then start walking towards the tavern. Okay. Um, as you guys all walk into the tavern, um, it opens up, and you can see that the inside of the tavern is pretty 
cleared for the most part. There's um, a young dwarven couple sitting at a table off in the far corner, just sort of in- enjoying an, an intimate moment between them. Um, and as you guys walk in, you see at the bar itself um, two hooded figures facing away from you. Um, look about humanoid size, um, about the same height as, let's say, Kellick. Um, so definitely not dwarves. They're hooded and they're facing away from you, so you cannot see their faces. But you can see um, the owner of the bar is a uh, like a middle-aged dwarven woman um, who is talking to these two. And as you guys enter, she says, For the last time, we don't know where all of your stuff went. We want nothing to do with the hollow guard here. And with that, we're going to end <laughs> this week's session. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to call it right there. Um, hey. Yeah, so that's where we're going to call it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Goodbye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, this is Shane. I play Kellick on the podcast, and I also score and edit all of our episodes. Uh, thank you so, 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 so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I'm here to tell you that we're partnering with D&D Beyond, and uh, we are giving away free digital dice sets for you to use in your own campaigns and adventures and all that cool, cool, cool stuff. If you're interested, check the link in our bio, and you can choose how you want to enter and how many times you would like to enter, and all of that stuff would be super-duper rad. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye, nerds.